Hey, let's uh, hope our technical issues are all behind us. Uh, right, so I'll be brief. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to episode four of Mash Them On with me, your host, Daz, otherwise known as on the Twitter, Salopian Jambo. Uh, had a bit of technical issues so far, uh, but hopefully we kick those to the curb because uh, we had some audio issues, some video, some uh, visual issues from my end, but fingers crossed it's all fixed now. Uh, this week's contestant is a fellow Jambo, a fellow Hearts, Hearts fan, Mr. Uh, Anas Hassan. Uh, so we'll get him on shortly. We'll go to him now. He's, I can see he's in the waiting room, so let's get him on. And hopefully he can hear us this time. Good evening. Hello. I can hear you. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I can I Very can hear good, you. Man. I mean, my my volume isn't brilliant, but I can hear you. So that <laughs> that is the main thing. Are you sure this isn't just you getting your excuses in in case you don't get many right and you're like, well, I couldn't hear him. Kinda. <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I, I, I can, I can hear what you're saying. So, uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I've got you now. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. I like that you're representing both teams, and I've seen your scarf and your flag on the wall. It has been the most surreal forty-eight hours um, because I was always proud of that flag. Proud of that flag, but up until yesterday, not so proud of that flag over there. And now, obviously, everything has changed, and it's uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, so now I have three wonderful flags. So a hat trick for me, and I can say that with absolute safety. So has has Mr. Ashley definitely left the building now? I can categorically confirm that he has definitely left the building. He will never come back. And we have already moved on to a much better era. And it's only been about 26 hours or so. So already a fantastic start. The dream start for us. I don't even think you have to be a Newcastle fan just to be out there. I just think a football fan to know that Mike Ashley is no longer at Newcastle is... Uh, I, I was made up yesterday. And I thought, right, this is going to be interesting for me, knowing that you're a, yeah, you're a I, Newcastle fan. I think I think my appearance on your show has just been so beautifully timed because uh, um, it was obviously never going to be boring anyway, but now it's just become even more exciting given what's happened uh, this week. So uh, what a time to be alive. Aye, and the fact that for about 24 hours-ish, Hearts, we were top of the league. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a wonderful Saturday night last night last week. Um, sadly, it didn't last longer than twenty four hours. But of course, now we have a first against second clash uh, next week, and it's not Celtic who are in it; it's us. I, I who who would have thought? I said to uh, a couple of people who would have thought two years ago when we got relegated that we'd be saying we'd be going to Ibrox in, like you just said, a top, a top of the league clash. It's it's incredible, isn't it? It's just so surreal. I mean, I think it's only it's sunk in that we've done so well to start with this season. But let's be honest, if you 
put the clock back six, seven, eight months to that horrible, humiliating defeat at Brora, I think anyone would have just laughed with astonishment if they'd said, do you know what, in October, you're going to be second in the Premiership, one point behind Rangers, you're going to go in the top of the table clash at Ibrox a week tomorrow. Uh, If anyone said that to us in March, I think I'd have just been like, no, sorry, that's just daft. Yeah, it's like... uh... I, it, it, I was wait. I just keep waiting for the bubble to be burst, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. And I'm loving it. And the fact that we're back, we're back yeah. at grounds. We're back. We're back in at tiny, and it's oh, amazing. And, and the place is buzzing. You know, the place is buzzing. I mean, I, I I'm a season ticket holder at Tyne Castle for the first time ever this season, and I can safely say that uh, in every home game. The atmosphere has been absolutely outstanding, um, especially uh, when we defeated Livingston and when we defeated Motherwell. And I just think, A, it's a combination that the team are doing well. B, the new signings are impressive. And C, I just think it's the fact that people are so happy to be back after being stuck in the house for far too long because COVID's just been horrific, really. It's just really wrecked our lives. And... Thankfully, it hasn't permanently destroyed it. And now uh, we've won as many of our freedoms back as possible. Although the virus is still here, at least we're in a much better place now than we were um, just a few months ago. 100%. I think it's also where it took away so much of our life. I think some pe- people who are non-football fans might not get it, but for quite, we've said on here before that for quite a lot of people, football is keeps their mental health in check. It's their escape. And I, I, I know for myself, Going back to Tynecastle, walking through the turnstile that first time, it was like felt like a monkey had been lifted off your off your back, and you're like, oh, that's I've got a little bit less weight on my shoulders, and I and I can come here and just have that release of. I don't know about yourself, how, how did it? Do you feel that it was that kind of my mental? I felt for me, right, my mental health. I'm gonna be in a safe place for an hour and a half where. I've got that escapism now. I'm stuck here with 17,500 other jambos and heaven. I can safely say that to have the football back has been, I don't want to sound dramatic when I say this, a lifesaver because I had a rotten summer. Um, As many followers on Twitter know already, you know, I had a terrible summer and... Things weren't going in my fa- in my way, my favour. Um, I was really down. I was really um, not in a brilliant place at all. And since July, um, I have to say things have picked up, thankfully. I'm not saying it's always perfect because, yeah. uh, for example, on Monday, Tuesday, I was not in a very good place again. I was really unhappy. I was just down. I was very, really just not in a good place. So, I mean, there are still, you know, bumps in the road. But then when the Newcastle United story started to take off again on Wednesday, that just lifted me. And then yesterday was just like, um, it was just a special day yesterday. And I mean, today I'm just still buzzing. I mean, I that when you feel so delighted and ecstatic and happy that something's going in your favour, I think you get this energy, adrenaline and buzz yeah. and it keeps you going. And you don't feel as tired or as unhappy or down in the dumps. Uh, because I can safely say last night, I didn't get to bed till about 
half past one in the morning, around about that time. And I woke up uh, about half past six this morning. And normally on a, a day when I'm not feeling get my best, um, I would feel a bit tired, a bit fed up. Aye. But honestly, today I have been on form. And I can only thank the new consortium at Newcastle United for that. And also, the last few weeks have also been great, just because, obviously, for Hearts, uh, we're now a fan-owned club, the biggest fan-owned club in the UK, uh, being back at Tynecastle, uh, just the atmosphere, the buzz, the excitement. And to be honest, I mean, I know we're on good form right now, but even if, God forbid, we're not, I certainly will never be taking the football for granted ever again, because just to be back there is just absolutely brilliant. And to be honest... The downs aren't good and you do feel it, but you still have a story to talk about. You still have something to talk about. because And that, to me, is much better than the really bad alternative where during the really serious points of the pandemic, there was nothing to talk about or there was very little to talk about. Or if there was football on, we couldn't go. You know, we weren't allowed to go because uh, of the restrictions. So, it, to be honest, I, I, I will never, ever take that freedom ever again for granted going to Tyne Castle or St James's Park in the future or even Hamden or anywhere for that matter because Aye. you know we we lost this freedom for a long long time and you know we, ne we never forecast back in March last year that we would lose this for so many months we thought it'd be a few weeks and we'd be back it didn't happen so at the end of the day I'm just absolutely pleased the football's back it's given me something to really be excited about to look forward to to, to hang on to and that in its way in a way helps me in my other aspects of my life keeps me motivated keeps me going and uh, honestly I know people look at us and think we football fans are on another planet but believe you me when you're passionate about your clubs wow that is a big part of your life and that dominates and to be honest I'm not apologetic for that I still feel like a a 19 year old teenager in a 30-somethings body, but to be honest, I don't care. I, I love where we are now, and I will never take this freedom for granted again. Love it. What what a way to sum it up. That is brilliant. I don't know if you've seen my flag. I don't know how you see it, but this was in the bout of back of COVID. Uh, I don't know if you read it. It just says, we're back. You can't keep down with the Hardlovian badge next to it. I've taken that yeah. to a couple of games. Just that Some people thought it was in response to the uh, to get relegated, which at first the idea was, but after I gave it a bit of thought, I was like, no, it's actually that you can't keep us down as a collective group. We're back. And and, and it, it's as daft as it sounds, it annoys me when people say, but it's only a game. But it might only be a game if you're not a football fan. But if that is, like you've just said, if that's our, it, it's given us that something to look forward to. It's given us that that goal of like we're going to get games I think saying it's only just the game to actual football diehard football fan is it's definitely not just the game I think like you said we've realised that over the last year and a half that how important it is but I wanted to know as well what got you into uh, Hearts and Newcastle how did you become fan a fan of the clubs so around 20 years ago I started to properly support Newcastle. Uh, this was the era of Sir Bobby Robson. Uh, Alan Shearer was in a really good point in his career. This was a time when Newcastle made it to the Champions League. So we were playing Barcelona, Inter Milan, Bayer Leverkusen, Juventus, Dynamo Kiev. 
really, really wow. top of the range European teams. And I, I, what I loved about Newcastle is, and what I still love about Newcastle, especially now after the takeover went through, is Newcastle is a very strong footballing city. And to me, I really bought into that a lot. I was very, very enthused by it. Uh, it's got a great history. Uh, it's got a unique history. It's got a fan base that's so well established, proud of the community, proud of the city, uh, very distinctive. Uh, and I, I'd obviously, you know, being just 120 miles up the road from Newcastle, um, it's, it's just an absolutely brilliant place that you can actually just connect with so easily. Because when I'm down there, uh, although it's not part of Scotland, I do still kind of feel it's like my hometown to an extent, although I, I never yeah. was never born in Newcastle. And um, so I kind of feel very connected to there. Um, but of course, um, the Mike Ashley era has been very, very challenging. And that's a diplomatic way to put it. Uh, and <laughs> a very difficult challenge uh, being a Newcastle fan over the last two decades. But in 2017, uh, when Rafa Benitez was manager, he brought Newcastle to Tynecastle to play Hearts in a friendly. And I was unable to buy a ticket for the away end. So I bought a ticket in the home end. And this was at a time when the main stand uh, was being redeveloped. Uh, there wasn't a main stand there. Hard to believe that it was like that. But now, obviously, it's different. Uh, and I sat there, had a great night out, loved it. Superb time at Tynecastle. And I thought, I really like this place. It's really got... some. There's something... I think there's quite a lot of common between Hearts and Newcastle as the two clubs. You know the fans, the character, the you know the the, the connection there as well. But despite being at that friendly, I didn't really properly start having the Hearts rocket, if you want to put it that way, take off until about 2018. So the biggest. I think point when it really started to take off for me was my first Edinburgh Derby in May 2018. So we played Hibernian and let's be honest, I don't think Hearts were doing all that well by the vast majority of fans' standards as they'd expect. Yet, that night was, to, I think it was early May 2018, the night of that Edinburgh Derby, uh, whenever it was, I can't remember the exact date, but that night was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was, I, f I actually didn't think that in a stadium of around 20,000 fans, you would get a derby as intense, exciting, as full of enthusiasm as this one. And I was just so captivated by how special the place was, the game, the intensity of it. And, you know, that it was just a, it's one, it, it just brings me a lot of personal pride and makes me a wee bit smug to an extent as well to say that my first ever Edinburgh derby was a victory to hearts because uh, it was Kyle Lafferty and Stephen Naismith who scored. Uh, and uh, we won that and it was just, honestly, the place was just amazing. So I, I was so, so enthused by it. And then I started going to games uh, very often um, and... And then obviously I had suffered the 2019-20 season, uh, which was a terrible, terrible time to be at Tynecastle. But, yep. but honestly, I, I, I still, you know, it, it was a very strange time to become a Hearts fan because it wasn't as if Hearts were winning trophies or like, you know, winning every single season. So to me, it was something about the club that just brought me in. And I think because I was disillusioned with the way Newcastle was uh, under the now previous ownership, I was just bought into, you know, how 
uh, Hearts was as a club, and I thought, how have I not been supporting a club like this uh, earlier in my life? So I just I just got into it, and obviously this year, um, being a co-owner, one of the many co-owners now, it's a fantastic thing to have, you know, being part of this special uh, thing, having a fan-owned football club, the biggest fan-owned club in the UK, and obviously buying a season ticket as well. Um, the, the whole horror of COVID, I think, just really motivated me to say, right, go for it, get a season ticket, get yourself a seat in the main stand. That's where I sit. And uh, honestly, it's it's just great fun. It's brilliant. It's it's a double a bit of a double life having to support two clubs like Hearts and Newcastle. But to be honest, I think there's a lot in common between the two. And um, there's two clubs that fit really nicely with me, my values and who I am as a person. So um, it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's great fun. And uh, um, personally, I... I Obviously, my season ticket is my priority. Obviously, yep. um, spent a lot of good money on that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, waste that at all. Uh, <laughs> but I'm hoping that when there's the opportunity that comes, that uh, I'll be down at St James's Park whenever I can um, to see Newcastle, uh, especially in the coming years, because uh, it's going to be quite a journey, I think, to be quite honest. Yeah, because I know they've sold out the Spurs game already, haven't they? In like, right. it, it was nowhere near sold out, and then I read this morning that it's now sold out. So obviously, the the change has has uh, brought the fans who've been staying away back. So brilliant! I love hearing you hearing the the previous owner music to the ears. It just feels so liberating, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I kind of had to think about that. Then I was like. Is he actually... St- because, you see, it was some point today, right, as delighted I be- as I've been with what's happened, um, I still feel... It still feels a bit strange because it was like this episode that we were in before had no enter. And I, I was always thinking to myself, when is this... When is Mike Ashley's time as Newcastle owner going to end? And on Wednesday morning, you know, if you'd asked me back then... What's your take on the takeover? I'd have probably said, do you know what? I think it's all but gone now. It doesn't seem to be moving anywhere. It doesn't seem to be happening. I am now not going to raise my hopes up on a takeover. I think it's all done now. All virtually done. The key word there being virtually. But then when Wednesday afternoon happened, from that point, I mean, where are we now? Friday evening. I What an unbelievable last couple of days or so. Um or last two or three days, it's absolutely been so, so... I, I partly still can't believe it, really, to be quite honest. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just it's just so liberating and it's so magnificent. And, oh, it's 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 wonderful. It really is. But it's still quite strange because sometimes I've got to keep remembering, look, Mike Ashley's not there anymore. He's left <laughs> the building. He's not He's there. Definitely you gone. Know, you might walk around St James's Park and try and find him. He's not there, right? So oh, there yeah. we go. That, it's definitely someone you don't want to find. Still wandering around. It's like no. He's definitely gone. Definitely gone. But glad to have you here as well, mate. And it's good to have you have someone so some happy news football wise. It's brilliant. I love it. But we'll start, are you ready to get grilled? Oh, I am dreading it. <laughs> Well, well. I, I have said to myself that if I do well, brilliant. But if I don't, do you know what? I because this week's been the end of this week has been so brilliant. I will totally forgive myself, and I will simply just say to myself, right, go and find some books, go and do your homework, 
go and brush up on your general knowledge about your two football clubs. And then the next time, maybe in 12 months' time, if you're still keeping this show going, you can bring me back and say, right, you were rubbish on the first episode. Come back in the second <laughs> episode. Give it a second go. Come on, do it much, much better. So either way, to be honest, I let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so... Just a reminder: the prizes we've got. If you if you manage to beat nineteen out of twenty, you could get that's the top score so far. Uh, last week, Rob got nineteen out of twenty, and his two his subjects were general football knowledge, uh, Liverpool, Stephen Gerrard, and Shrewsbury Town, and he only got one wrong. So the prize is no are, pressure. Exactly, you know. But our my co-host uh, Martin. He, he got 9.5, so if you can beat him, uh, that would be a personal victory for me, as long as you can beat him. Uh, but yeah, our prizes are a Killy Pie, because a Kilmarnock is Martin's team, uh, some Shrewsbury biscuits, which are like currently lemony biscuits, uh, then we've got a jam tart, and a ten a pound jam tart. <laughs> jam <Yeah>. tart. <laughs> Where did you get that from? The, the local bakery? <laughs> I'll just get a multi-pack and take one out. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, the 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 worst prize out of the lot, I think, a £10 Amazon gift card. Who wants an Amazon gift card we can get food? It's like... <laughs> but yeah, an so, Apple gift card. An Amazon. An Amazon gift card. Yeah. Might so... buy a wee book with that. Uh-huh. A, football, a football quiz book. Well, me, yeah, <laughs> so I, can, uh, I can get my finger out and brush up on my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, the manage, are you ready? I am as ready as I can be. So, round one is general football knowledge, and uh, it's it's a, it's a mixed bag. It's, it's, not, it's not all based on one league. I've managed to mix it up for you. So, uh, question one is... Which player with 653 games played has made the most Premier League appearances? Roy Keane. Right position, wrong player. Gareth Barry. Oh, I was close. Gareth Barry. Yeah. I was, Gareth I, I, Barry? I, yeah. I, I, I think he only retired like last season, but it feels like he's been around the whole time I've been a football fan. I think he's assimilated to me, so I don't know how that works. It's like, has he been playing since like five-year-old? It's uh, 653 appearances. How old was he when he retired? I want to say 37. I was going to say, um, and I'm a Formula One fan, and Kimi Raikkonen is, is still driving. And I'm now when he said Gareth Barry's just recently retired, I'm just thinking, is he the Kimi Raikkonen of football? <laughs> you know, because Kimi Raikkonen's been around for a while as well, and yeah, he's still racing, but he's retiring at the end of the season, I believe. So, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I didn't think Gareth Barry was playing. I thought he'd retired ages ago, but I was wrong. No, a top uh, appearance, make I'm impressed. Uh, so, question two Which country won the first ever World Cup? In 1930, Uruguay. Correct. Yes, he's got there. He's off the board. Could this be the start of, of, of an upward rise? Now I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, question three: Who is the only player to win the Champions League with three different clubs? Clarence Seedorf. The roll continues. Correct. Yes. <laughs> we. 
I, I, I knew it. I knew there was. A, I had a good feeling here. Question four is a true or false question. True or false? Brazil icon Pele once starred in a Hollywood movie alongside Michael Caine and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I am rubbish at movies. Um, so it's a 50-50 uh, situation here. I am going to say, and because I have no idea, true. Continues. Three correct answers. That's <laughs> <but> right. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think it was Escape to Glory was the name of the film. And it was like, uh, what was I think it was late 70s, early 80s. Bobby Moore was in it. There was uh, a lot of, of of that era footballers. It, it, the acting is, is shocking, but uh, Sly Stallone plays a goalkeeper. So, I, he was. Uh, question five, last question of round one. In what football league is the concept of a designated player a feature? Oh, pure guess. Um, MLS. Pure guess was 100% right. It was the MLS. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> What's going Four on? out of five. Four <laughs> out of five. You, you, you're just about halfway at Martin's score, and we're only one round in. But I, That's it, it, terrifying. <laughs> I think I think you're winding me up, saying you, you haven't done you, you were unprepared and everything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see what the other rounds bring. Yeah, we'll see. Well, to one of them, you got to choose the round. Well, the other three, you got to choose what the rounds were. So this it's your own fault if you do two well in these. <laughs> uh, round two is, as we've discussed, uh, the club that you're a season ticket holder, Heart of, Midl Midl Heart of Midlovian Football Club. Uh, so question one, we're going back in time here. Uh, what was the nickname given to the strike force of Jimmy Wardle, Willie Bold, and Alfie Conn in the 1957-58 season? I'm going to be honest. I have no idea, so I'm going to have to pass. The terrible trio. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? I found that out from the, this, from the Motherwell programme. I was reading the Matchday programme and I saw it. I was like, okay, that's going in. That's one of the questions, so... If you don't, don't buy the program, don't be surprised if somebody <laughs> pulls me up at Tyne Castle in a few weeks' time and tells me, Anas, you remember that question you passed on? Can you tell me the answer? <laughs> Just to test that I've actually revised that fact. I'm, I'm going to hang about in the Foundation Plaza waiting to see you now, and I'm, I'm going to be that person that was going to ask you every <laughs> Do game. you remember that question you passed on? <laughs> question two Who is the, who is Hearts? Record appearance holder. Craig Levine? He was second. First was Gary Mackay. Oh. Oh, well. Yeah. A I, 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 big shout out to London Hearts for that one. I found that on their website. That's a good website for any Hearts fans that want to know random facts. They're spot on. Uh, question three. Who scored the opening goal of the 2012 Scottish Cup final against Hibs? Oh, my God. I really should know this, shouldn't I? Was it Andy Webster? Oh, right position, but wrong central defender. Darren Barr. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> 
But I my know- excuse is, and I know this is very, very bad of me, I was not a proper Hearts fan at the time. Um, so, um, yeah, you will have to put me through. And I'm very happy to have this happen to me. Uh, repeated repeats of the famous 2012 Scottish Cup final. Um, very happy. Well. Luckily, that was my first season being a Hearts fan. We won when we won it in 2012. And then, obviously, we haven't won anything since. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully that will change with time. Well, if you, I don't know if you listen to the Scarves Around the Funnel podcast where they had uh, Cammy Devlin on and uh, Ryan McGowan saying that he thinks in the next five years that Devlin's going to be an SPL winner and a Champions League winner all with hearts. So if, if what Gowser says is right... Well, then... <laughs> Leicester City won the English Premier League, so you never know. You never know. And did they not get to the um, quarterfinal of the Champions League as well? They did indeed, so... So you, you can things. never write your hearts off. You never know what might happen. Fight! Come on! In fact, <laughs> on eighth of October at around I don't know what the time is, but certainly, dare I say this? I would love to think, God willing, that Hearts could pull off a Leicester City this season. Now, of course, people might shout at me and say you've cost our season, but let's be honest. Let's be honest, we take each game at a time and I think that's so important. And if we can do that and take each match at a time and, and, and get the best out of it and these players keep going, then you just don't know. You never know, honestly. So I know we've, we've, we've had good starts before and it's gone wrong, uh, but I think, God willing, this time it might be different because I think this bunch of players are very, very, very good and cohesive and a lot of quality in them. And we saw that on Saturday when uh, I want to say it was King's goal and they all ran to the bench to celebrate and were all jumping. And I was like, I could not have imagined that in the last two seasons to have happened. That, that yeah. like, just shows you the character and like, the cohesion. Absolutely. The team. And but, that, that, that was the second successive free kick by Stephen Kingsley because I saw there was a privilege to see that. And it was also a privilege to see the other one he scored in Dingwall, uh, which saved us from defeat and got us a really, what was then two points lost, but now I think was a point gained, point. given what happened uh, elsewhere um, that weekend. Stunning point. Right, question four on Hearts. I've got, to which club did Hearts sell Craig Gordon to for £9 million in 2007? It's going to be a sore one, you answering this one. I know this. And I know this by 701%. The answer is Newcastle's bitter rivals, Sunderland. That's exactly why I put that question in. Just (laughs) (laughs) Just a wee reminder that my favourite Scottish goalkeeper played for my bitter rivals, (laughs) which... um, do you know, I will not hold it against him because I think he's outstanding and he's always impressive and I, I love the guy. But, yeah, it's a shame he never played for the better team in the North East than Newcastle. But there we go. What can you do? At least, it, you know... It got your point. It, what, yeah, exactly. It won me <laughs> a point. And um, he's back with hearts. And, uh, yeah, I, at least he's, he's, I've saved myself from the indignified or the undignified... Um, possibility of winning no points in this round. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Craig Gordon. Appreciate it. 
Oh, question five. Last one of the round is across his two spells with Hearts, how many appearances did the legend Rudy Scatchel make for the Jambos in all competitions? And I will allow you three if you're three either size, if you're three below or three over, I will give you the point. Right. So I will admit because I'm still a relatively new fan of hearts compared to 99% of the hearts fan population uh, that this is another thing I need to brush up on but I know that he played many games and he wasn't just with the club for a short period of time I'm going to say 319 wow can't give you the point because he only made 93 wow well, that, yeah. that, that's ludicrous of me. <laughs> he, he, he spent one season on loan from Southampton and then he came back from, I want to say, Slavia Prague, I think he played for. Uh, and I think then we had him, I think, two and a half or three seasons. Uh, but I, I, I feel bad now because uh, I, I gave you most of the questions were pre when you support. <laughs> but, but but at the end of the day, you know, it, to me, it's it's not it's not a bad thing because, you know, I've got a lot of homework to do, and um, at the end of the day, you know, I I I've always said to myself uh, in private that, you know, relatively new Hearts fan, but you know, there's a lot to learn, and you know, there's a lot to there's new things that I learn about the club uh, every day, and or nearly every day. Um, so yeah, no, I'm. I'm quite relaxed about it. And in fact, actually, um, perhaps my curiosity is going to get me to find out more stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm still yeah. smiling. In fact, that general knowledge round has really saved me, I think, to be quite honest. I never <laughs> thought I'd do get four out of five in that round. So, I'm kind of <laughs> quite lucky. Well, you're 50%. You're fi we're 50% the way through the quiz and you've got 50%. So, yeah. and And... Mike Ashley is no longer part of Newcastle. So what could be, what could Mike make Ashley it a, a shite is day? no longer making me upset because he is now <laughs> no longer the owner of Newcastle United. So I, I, I'm very grateful to him and the consortium. So it's all good. <laughs> um, no complaints from me. Now we'll go on to the half of the quiz where we'll be talking all things. Well, 75% things Newcastle. So we've got Alan Shearer, which will cover his whole career. And then we've got a whole round on the Magpies. So, round three, your favourite player of all time, Mr. Alan Shearer. I'm going to uh, say sorry now, but at least one of the questions is a really random question about Alan Shearer, which I dug deep to find the answer for. But I'll be, I'll love it if you get it right. I'm hoping you get this one right. It's, it's the last question of the round. So, uh, Go with question one for you on Alan Shearer is which club did Shearer start his professional career with? Southampton. Correct. Yeah. 100%. Could this be the round that claws you back into it? I, I, I have a feeling you're going to do well this one. Who partnered Shearer up front for Blackburn when they won the Premier League when they were known as the nickname the SAS? Chris Sutton. Correct. Yes. Every, every Scottish football fan's favourite pundit. 
said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've heard worse pundits. I've heard more controversial pundits. So, Chris Button, Chris Sutton, sorry. Uh, I can't even get his surname right. Chris Sutton um, <laughs> is not the worst. I'm not saying he's frustrated me at times, but he's certainly not the worst. So, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He got your point. So, that's as Sunderland and Chris Sutton. Yeah, Thank see. you, Chris Sutton. <laughs> Appreciate it. Question three. How much did Newcastle United pay for Alan Shearer in 1996? £15.15 million. Pounds. Correct. Yeah. And it was, was then a transfer record as well, wasn't it? That's crazy to think. It was the world record transfer fee back then, which when you look at transfer fees today was absolutely astonishing. And uh, when you see, you might have seen some archive footage of Shearer's signing back in 1996, it was a massive event. You know, it was a big press conference. It was Sir John Hall, Kevin Keegan, Alan Shearer. And then Alan was introduced to the fans and hundreds, I think thousands, I would imagine, um, if not hundreds, um, were just out to see him and say hello. And it was just absolutely incredible. It was just absolutely astonishing. Um, so, yeah, what a memorable time that was. But, of course, now that transfer record's been broken um, and um, I'm sure it's going to get broken again. Oh, 100%. Uh, question four. Against which club did Newcastle play a friendly for Alan Shearer's testimonial game in 2006. Celtic. The boy knows his Shearer. I'm impressed. Yay! I'm impressed. Right, it's a random one. Okay, so question five. Which arm did Alan Shearer hold in the air for his iconic goal celebration? Oh wow! <laughs> and, and to make I'm now, sure I got I'm just it right, trying I watched, to visualize I watched several Alan videos. I watched several videos of his goal celebration to make sure I was right as well. <laughs> right, I think I think I know the answer, and I hope I'm right. Right arm. Are you sure? Final answer. Hundred percent Shearer. Five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> there we <Yeah>! go. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah, I went through. I was sitting there, uh, like, right. I need to know that this is hundred percent right. So I was like, I watched about fifteen Allen. I think it was like uh, Shearer's goals scored or something, and it was like a fifteen-minute-long video, and I just kept watching every celebration. Right arm, right arm. I was like, right. I, I don't care about the goals. I just want to see what arm lifts in the air. <laughs> A bit of a random yeah. uh, comment from me, but um, uh, a long time ago, um, when I used to, well, when I obviously I wake up in the morning, have breakfast, etc. But I used to watch um, the morning BBC uh, bulletin um, beside the bre like breakfast, and it was reporting Scotland. And uh, it used to the morning bulletins used to be read by someone called Katrina Shearer, so. Sometimes in my head, um, obviously I was delighted to see her because I think she was an excellent newsreader and a big shout out to her uh, because uh, I think she's outstanding and she's hugely missed on the TV. But um, deep down in my brain, because obviously she had that special surname, I used to always, sometimes in my head, just 
go to myself, Shira! <laughs> Katrina, Shira! <laughs> Throwing um, your breakfast everywhere as you show it. <laughs> morning, Katrina, Shira! <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and like, watch archive footage of the news now. Just go, envision go, me tweet, doing go on Twitter, right? Twitter. If, if you're putting this podcast up later on, Twitter and say, this random idiot in Fife has just been shouting your surname uh, <laughs> as if you're Alan Shearer. Katrina Shearer! <laughs> oh, I'm going to... Think... <laughs> arm up in the air! Right arm up in the air! <laughs> Oh, that's so that's superb. been trying to do Alan Shearer, but not very well. <laughs> I'll give it you, mate. I'll give it you. I, I, I would love to give you a bonus point just Shearer. <laughs> I think that would be making a complete, making complete <laughs> idiot of myself. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, so we are on to our last round and another round you picked. Uh, so your own fault if you don't get the if you don't get the points <laughs> so we're oh let's see how this goes newcastle united so we've got question one i want to know what year were newcastle united formed 1892 correct question two who was the newcastle united player of the year for 2020 to 2021 season Oh, um, right. I'm stuck between two, and I'm just now trying to. Am I against the clock? No. Right. No. So it's like who wants to be a millionaire? I can take my time. It just you can't. Don't, don't worry. Friend. I will not take till Christmas. <laughs> so don't you worry. I will not be here on the twenty fifth of December and still thinking who was the player of the year in twenty twenty at Newcastle United. As um, I say, they'll but, be like, why? Why have these two seats never been never been used after this weekend at Tynecastle? Because they're, they're still sat on a live stream on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to trying to figure out the answer to this tough question. Um, right. <laughs> right. There are two players in mind. Right, I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to say, and I'm only 75% sure, I'm going to say Callum Wilson, final answer. You're right to go with your 75% because Callum Wilson was player of the year. Yes, yes, and I'll tell you why I went Callum Wilson because he was very, very important in the number of goals he'd scored last season. I think his goals, I think, really saved us last season. Um, and the other person I was thinking about was uh Alan St. Maxima because he has really impressed the fans, he's a big fan favorite. Uh, he's really, really good when he's playing up front and he's he's going into the final third. But Callum Wilson just prevailed for me because simply because of his goal-scoring tally last season. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously he was so, so important. And the fact, he was that important that his number 13 on the back of his shirt last season became the number nine. And now he is our number nine, and rightly so, because he's just so important to us. I think I read an, an interview with him in... Uh... 
442, I want to say, magazine, and he was saying like how how he feels like that he's, he's now an adopted Geordie after being given the number nine shirt. And he, even he went into detail of, like, he obviously understands how important that number nine Newcastle shirt top shirt number is because he was going into detail of the players who had worn it before him. So he's obviously, he's not, he's not, he's not stupid. He knows the history of the nine. So it was really fair play to him. And like you said, his goals, I think if without those goals, it might have been a very different outcome. For Newcastle last season, he's he saved us. He saved us, honestly. In fact, I think I would go as far as saying is that his his goals, I think, won us the takeover. Because if God forbid we were relegated last season, we would not have a takeover. I, I, I'm pretty confident we would not have a takeover. So, if, I, to be honest, I'm not just going to give all the credit to Callum Wilson. I think the whole team deserve it, um, because they really pulled together and managed to get out of what was a really bad point in the season, January, February, around about that time. And then obviously the form got better and we finished 12th uh, at the end of last season, which was incredible. And obviously it's now led us to this point. Uh, but, you know, Callum Wilson was absolutely critical. Uh, and, and just to add, I like a Hearts element to it as well. When I, the last few weeks I've watched Liam Boyce, and I don't think I kind of appreciated this until I came back to Tynecastle. Liam Boyce is our Alan Shearer these days, I think. And I can see it in terms of, you know, the way he plays, uh, the crucial role he plays up front, but also, most importantly, the penalties he takes. Every time I see him take a penalty, I think of Alan Shearer. And I'm not. it's not just because I'm saying that. Honestly, I look at him and think, that's kind of how Alan Shearer took his penalties when he was playing. Liam Boyce is hearts as Alan Shearer, effectively. Um, at the moment for us. So, especially when it comes to penalties. I mean, honestly, I, I, I've only seen him miss one penalty, I think, in recent weeks. Um, he's, he's just so good at taking them. Probably one of the best yeah. I've seen anywhere, to be quite honest. I am biased, but honestly, it's... Um, <laughs> Boyce is just really good at penalties and is really good at, you know, having that presence up front as well. So, uh, yeah, um, compliment to Liam Boyce, hopefully, uh, that I've compared him with the legendary Alan Shearer. Well, well, that's another tweet I'm going to have to post. I'm going to have to mention. Let me make a mental note. Uh, Katrina Shearer tweet. Uh, Alan Shearer slash... Katrina is going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's going to be like, what's honest like? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely getting written down, so I'm not even joking. I've actually got a pen. Uh, Katrina Shearer tweet. You're writing oh, all the notes. Yeah, there the... we go. I'm a student again now. Broadcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sub tweets coming out of my ears. Like (laughs) Uh, hundreds of tweets. Hundreds of tweets. Why not? It's a Friday. Newcastle got new owners. Hearts are were top of the table. (sighs) Come on. What's what what's to be unhappy about tonight? Uh, and we're having a good laugh doing a quiz. So we got question three for you on Newcastle United. Who did Paul Gascoigne join after leaving Newcastle in 1988? Oh, good question. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm just finalising my. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the floor of my room just now, um, not <laughs> randomly, but just because. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just trying to 
is that is that where you wrote all your research on the floor? I, I can I can categorically <laughs> confirm I have written not a word. I've not had time to write anything today. I've been I've been busy since um the like seven thirty eight o'clock this morning, and I've I've just not had time. I was actually panicking, um up until well not panicking, but I was a wee bit worried before I came on saying I'm not doing any revision. I've not written anything, <laughs> and I was trying to why I was saying to you, oh I'm not going to get anything right, um, but. Uh, uh, no, I'm 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 kind of uh, distracting myself with this quiz and yourself, so my apologies. Um, right now I'm looking <laughs> at a floor with nothing on it at all. Um, I can absolutely confirm that, um, and I can also confirm that now. I'm pretty sure I have got the answer in mind that I was going to go for. I'm going to go for Tottenham. Right, he did. He left to join Spurs uh, in 1988. I think. I'm trying to figure out, I was what. Two year old, yeah, around two years old. So it's, I, I'm not gonna lie and say oh, I remember that. No, <laughs> I'm Gaz, a big Gaza Gaza fan. There's actually, so. I remember when I was doing the tour of St James's Park back in was it 2019 or 2018? I can't remember now. This is what the coronavirus pandemic's done. I, I can't even remember now what happened when. You know, it's so it's been such a strange time the last couple of years. Yeah. But or 18 months or so. Um but I do remember when I last toured St James's Park, I remember seeing a portrait of Gaza. Um and this was when he was in a Newcastle shirt in the 80s. And a lot of people I suspect probably don't realize that although Paul Gascoigne is from that part of the world. That was his first club. Because um, a lot of people think about Paul Gascoigne as the player who played uh, in Bobby, Sir Bobby Robson's England team um, and then the Euro 96 England team at Rangers as well in the 1990s. Um, yeah. I think he played in Italy for a time as well. But yeah, they, people don't yeah. realise that he also played for Newcastle early on. Um, so, you know, in his career. So, uh, yeah, and I just remember seeing a portrait of him uh, in St James's Park. I think it's near the home dressing room uh, or it's uh, uh, near one of the dressing rooms anyway. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, something I think people sometimes forget that Paul Gascoigne did play for his hometown club. Aye, aye. And uh, I think if he hadn't played there, then who would have got the career that uh, he went on to have if Newcastle didn't give him that chance as a young lad? So, definitely. Uh, right. Two questions left. Uh, fourth question of the fourth round is, what is the name of the derby game that is played between Newcastle United and rivals Sunderland? The Tyne and Weir Derby. Correct. Yes. Correct. Uh, right. Last question. And I'm happy that I know Martin usually says my uh, phrase for the podcast is usually that I give a clue per round. But some of the reasons I didn't give a clue is because I didn't know enough about to give clues. But you've got, and you've got right, you've got all the ones right that. I was going. I had clues prepared for. So, uh, yeah. Question five: What is the name? I don't need clues. I don't I will, need I, clues. <laughs> I will keep. I'm gonna right now. No more clues ever on the podcast. You've you've ruined it for everyone <laughs> saying that. That's my fault, though. <laughs> Question five: What is the name of the main stand at St James's Park? Oh, right. I think when you say the main stand, 
you're either describing it as either the biggest stand or the stand which is featured the most or you know is is well commonly known um I and that went... stand that i think is commonly known is the one that everybody talks about when a striker or somebody scores at the Gallowgate end so i'm going to go the Gallowgate end the Gallowgate end what was your other answer um, I I didn't I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't have it in mind. Um, I, I the, the Melbourne stand. I'm going to give it you because I, there are there were two answers. The name of the main stand, as if I'm trying to like the main stand at Tyne Castle. Name the main stand was the Melbourne stand. So I'm going to give you that one because that's why I asked because you did explain that there's two of the main stand so I'm going to the, give the it the only yeah. reason I say Gallowgate is because famous number nines who've scored there you know um, when they score it's always you know affectionately described as uh, Alan Shearer scored at the Gallowgate end uh, or Callum Wilson has scored at the Gallowgate end so that's kind of I was thinking when you said that question I was like are you saying main stand is in the stand that's famous or the stand that's the biggest so that's kind of why I, I went Gallowgate but of course, there was the other one that I said, the Melbourne stands. Um, but listen, you're going to give me the point. Do you know what? That's so kind of you and that's so generous of you. So I will uh, I will be honoured to take that point. Well, that, that's why I thought, because I was, going to, I was trying to find where I got my answer from. And I got it from the website Away Travels, where it gives like all the information. And they just put main stand equals... And it said Melbourne. And then I went and looked as you were answering, and it did say the main stand to Newcastle fans is the Gallagher. So, see, I can, I can understand why the main stand's been referred to as the Melbourne stand because, I mean, when you mentioned Tyne Castle, obviously the main stand is now the newest stand there. And obviously, that's, I don't know if that stand has the most seats or if it's the Wakefield stand that has the most seats. I mean, I, I, I haven't walked. 10,000 laps of Tynecastle Stadium, although I'd love to do that um, and then count every last seat. But certainly, um, I uh, I can see why that's maybe been referred to as the Melbourne stand, because obviously the number of seats is probably, I think that is probably the biggest number of seats looking at the size of the stadium. Um, but I just wasn't sure whether to interpret it as the num largest number of seats or whether it was the most affectionately known stand, arguably, arguably, uh, being the Gallagher end, uh, where obviously, yeah. um, you know, number nine's down the decades have scored uh, there and made a lot of Geordies very, very happy. Uh, and hopefully, God willing, in the future, uh, we'll continue to make them happy. Uh, a lot more. So Callum Wilson uh, keeps playing a big part in our team for many years to come. So that's you, you can you can uh, sit back and relax. There's no more questions, so you don't have to worry about what I'm asking next. But I've got your total score up, which I will pop up on the screen. In three, two, one, and I'll say it for people who are listening back on Spotify. Fifteen out of twenty. Not bad. Not bad. That's good. That's seventy-five percent. That is um that's that's really good. I'm chuffed yeah. of that. I thought I was only gonna get one and a half points, but obviously I've done ten <laughs> times better than um, I feared. So uh, I'll take that. And Newcastle, you're obviously a 
Newcastle nut because you got 100% in, uh, on Shearer and Newcastle United. So hats off, hats off. If I, had hat, I can go to Newcastle with pride. <laughs> Just avoid me outside. <laughs> I might see camp. you. At the Foundation Plaza, I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> I'm running to my seat. <laughs> I'm well, not telling you I, where I am in the stadium, in the main stand either. <laughs> I couldn't get to you anyway because I'm in the wheat field, so I'm the opposite. I, I, I'll shout across the field to you. <laughs> you can just wave at me. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a new flag and I'll especially print it for you. I'll put the, put the question on a flag. Just hold it up. <laughs> Every question I got wrong. <laughs> Like, Sorry, Rudy Scatchel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 15, that puts you in third. You're only, you're only a point off Louise, who got 16. So happy days. Louise, the Morton fan who... Oh, the unfortunately... place is good. Um, yeah. It's like that. Um, I went I went, to went go-karting with friends and uh, I was... Uh, they're all, I think some of them were like big motorsport fans. And, uh, well, I am myself now with an F1, being an F1 fan. But at the time, I... I kind of fell out of the F1 a wee bit, or I just wasn't watching it. Um, yeah. But uh, I went, we were go-karting at Knock Hill, and I basically thought, um, I'd probably going to come last. And um, I didn't. So, you know, I did better than I thought. So this is kind of like that. You know, I thought I was going to come last, and uh, I haven't. So um, that's marvellous. Never say no. We might, if you make it in the top three, we might even make the top three get a prize uh... Just, just gives me an excuse to ask you uh, the questions you got wrong again. If I have to meet up <laughs> it, it, when I meet up and give you the prize outside Tynecastle, <laughs> absolutely wonderful jam tart that you bought from the supermarket, probably, probably from the co-op <laughs> on the on the way from uh, Haymarket down to uh, Tynecastle. <laughs> probably just nipping there on the. You may as well have the whole pack because I'm not going to eat a packet. <laughs> jam tart, see. But thank you very much for coming on. And My pleasure. Thank you for having blast. me. And uh, I will definitely, uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully bump into you at Tynecastle next time we're there. Uh, I'm going to try and get a ticket for Rangers away. It's looking likely at the moment because I'm about 70, 75 points off the... The threshold of 155, if I rightly remember. I I am way, way off 155. So I think the chances of me being there are virtually zero. But to be honest, um, it's okay because I pay a monthly subscription for Hearts TV. uh, And the wonderful Laurie Dunsire and probably, uh, if I'm right in saying, Robert Borthwick will be there. And they'll talk me through through the match, and then uh, uh, no doubt Laurie will scream his head off if Hearts pull off a famous victory at Ibrox. And I hope we can hear Laurie wherever I happen to be in the world, uh, many many miles away. And I'll be like, "Oh, it's Laurie! Um, oh, something's happened. We're winning. We're top of the league at five o'clock next Saturday." So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Oh, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope I'm right as well. It will just be it'll just be a superb weekend if we, if if we win. God willing, if we win. Um, and to be honest, um, dare I say this? I don't want to jinx them, but I kind of think we can we can get a result there. So yeah, um, we have to believe we can because uh, I have to say Rangers, although although they are top of the table, 
I don't think they've all been that good so far this season. There's been times I've thought they've been quite lucky. So just we keep doing the same stuff. If the team just keep doing the same things, keep humble, keep doing the right things, keep giving it everything. Honestly, you just never know. Exactly, hundred percent. But thank you very much for coming on and us. And thanks I for will, having we'll, me. We'll definitely have to get you back on, even if it is to talk about Hearts game that you've been to. Uh, I know that Martin is away one week, so I will need uh, a few more people on to help me out. So I might give you a shout that day, see if you're free, and uh, we might get you on to do the Hearts portion of the podcast that week. You, you're very welcome to message me anytime. Superb. Well, thank you very much, and have a superb weekend of uh, international football. You have a great weekend as well. All the best to you. Thank you, my man. Bye, buddy. Take care. All the best. Bye, Bye, mate. mate. Bye. There we have it. And asked there, shocking himself. Uh, with his score of 15 out of 20 this week. So uh, an, another impressive uh, round there of scores. If you want to have a shot, shot at entering the leaderboard or even trying to top it, just drop us a message on Twitter. Drop over myself, at Salopian underscore Jambo uh, on Twitter or at number two, so two clubs, one love, but numbers and so uh, on Twitter. Drop us a message and we can get you on as a contestant. Uh, next week, we are joined by Brighton fan Chloe Holt, uh, who will be having on uh, next week. Uh, so join us next week uh, for episode five of Mastermon. Uh, join on Sunday for our regular episode. Uh, we'll be back. I may be missing due to work, but I know Martin is on and Martin has got a guest uh, who is Ipswich fan, also known as Martin. So, yeah, give us a shout if you want on. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on our YouTube page. Uh, also, have a look on fan hub on the app uh, and you'll find all our content on there as well but yeah that's another week down uh, and we'll see you next week for another, another episode of Mastermon bye <laughs>